Hello and welcome to the Right Click Save podcast. I'm your host Calcio, joined as always by my fellow host Jimmy T. And alongside us in the garage today is the animation director at Doodles, Alfie Motion. Yeah, we've been really excited to get Alfie on the show for a, a very long time now. We met him in, at NFT NYC. Um, we've chatted to him a lot. Obviously, we do animated doodles here, so there's a bit of synergy between us. And um, and he's also a, another guy from the UK. It was a brilliant episode as well because I think it gave us a real insight, similar to when we recorded with Evan, into the back process of one of the NFT space's most prolific projects. Before we jump into the episode, we are delighted to announce that we have secured our first partnership for the podcast, which allows us to continue to bring you high quality content on a more than weekly basis. Here's a little bit more information about Moniverse. Moniverse is an art-based project that uses the power of NFTs to hone in on cultural experiences and bring them to the forefront of your reality. Their aim is to really connect communities from across the globe via the most iconic monuments and champion artists and the legacy that they can create. Moniverse gives holders a unique experience in which they can travel back in time to see what man's greatest creations look like upon conception via an immersive educational experience that displays history, art and culture with guided tours by their AI-powered historical guides. The first drop will actually be live as of the 11th of November and features the stunning Arch of Peace in Milan, Italy. Following episodes will continue to grow and expand the Moniverse and allow holders access to in-real-life events that further grow out their understanding of the incredible world we live in. Let's get into it. Alfie, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Right Click Save podcast today. Obviously, we met you at NFT NYC at the Doodles event, and we've been chatting to you for a little while now, so thank you very much for joining us. I want to get straight into it, really, and find out what it was that got you into, into animating in the first place. Forgetting the kind of doodle stuff for a minute, and what was the kind of genesis story for Alfie as an animator? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. Obviously, I know it's uh, taken us a little while. Um, I've been promising you for a little while, but it's uh, it's definitely good to, to chat to you guys about everything. Um, I got into animation from a really young age, so I was kind of like, uh, I was a bit of a nerdy uh, kid back in the day. When I was kind of 13, 14, I started kind of getting into the YouTube side of like editing um, video game footage and kind of getting into like the software that way so that's how I kind of got to grips with After Effects and started to like learn my way around you know using a computer and using like Photoshop, After Effects, Cinema 4D all that kind of stuff um, so that very much shot me into like the world of animation and just like really wanting to pursue that as a career so I've known you know I've wanted to do it from such a young kind of age um, I'm 26 now so I've been doing it for you know 12 or 13 years so it's pretty crazy the kind of journey that I've come on you know so far I kind of I went off to uni and and did did three years there um, studying animation and motion design um, I you know I got a job at my local uh, like video production house that was where kind of I learn all the the kind of initial tricks of the trade and then there's a company called Cub Studio who are really really renowned in the UK for um, producing you know really stellar animation work and I landed a job with them straight after uni um, and worked, worked with them for like three years so that that was really the kind of thing that got me properly kind of set in in the animation world I'd say they 
the, the, the creative director there, Frazier, is just an absolute world-class um, creative, and he kind of taught me a lot of what I know today in terms of um, character animation and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a really interesting journey in the lead-up to, to Doodles, that's for sure. That's very cool. How, how did like the Web3 and NFT side kind of integrate in, or how did you get involved with that, and how did that... Do you find that sort of changed your kind of career and your recognition of what you of what you do? Yeah, definitely. Like the the Web three stuff, obviously. You know, I feel like it hit everyone kind of like a ton of bricks in yeah. in um kind of late. You know, well, actually, it was like twenty twenty. It was around sort of late twenty twenty, I think, when we when I started figuring it out. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it it, it kind of started because you know we were hearing about it a lot in the studio, and there were a lot of other animators who were kind of putting some really early stuff out. Beeple was kind of the very first person that I remember seeing make that kind of stuff. Because from a kind of creative point of view, um, you know, I don't know how long you guys had known about them, but you know, prior to the kind of big boom in in twenty twenty one and and stuff. But you know, from a from a kind of creator's perspective, Beeple is like the sort of holy grail of of you know creators and and he was kind of the the that very first person that I saw um was kind of doing it and doing really well from it so I had a lot of friends around me at the time kind of say you know oh you should look into this NFT stuff like it's really interesting it's kind of what a lot of creators are doing and it's it seems like something that could be really cool to kind of get into and yeah at, at the time obviously my understanding of it was if you're a uh, if you're an established artist like Beeple was at the time, um, then you know it's it's going to be really easy for you to to make it in NFTs because that's what it seemed like the the kind of money was coming from. It seemed like people wanted to buy into like artists, right? They wanted to buy into people who were producing amazing work, people who were putting out you know cool content, and so. Whilst I had somewhat of a following when I first found out about it, I think my, um, you know, my instinctive thought was to um, reach out to Scott, which was really kind of what got things started. Um, Scott had, and Scott is burnt toast um, for those listening. I think like I, I kind of saw from afar how well Scott was doing, and then and I'd worked with him pre- previously, obviously. Um, and so yeah, it was it was really that partnership that basically kicked you know everything off in the sort of in my sort of Web three um, journey. Do you think that? And this is I always I always like this sort of question because I think it kind of is a testament to your character in this example, right? You've chosen to go back to him and said, "Look, you've got this skill set. I want to apply it to your work and make something happen as a as a pair here." Do you think he'd have gotten into NFTs? at all or would it have been something he'd done a lot later do you think if you'd not given him that early prompt it's an interesting one like we we joke about it quite a lot and we talk about it a lot because um you know i was the one that kind of you know very much pushed him in that direction um and you know he i i think that he would have found his way i'm sure like somebody would have probably approached him at, at some stage um but yeah, like I, the reason me and Scott even know each other is because I actually reached out to him on Instagram about two, two years ago, and that was just to animate some of his work, you know, for fun, for for to put up for free on Instagram. So it was like, that was really kind of how our relationship got started was like making these like fun little pieces, um, and so as soon as yeah, you know, the NFTs came along, it was like oh we could like do this and actually make some money from it um you know it's like doing what we've loved to do for the past few years already. But yeah, I think it's funny. I think he 
would have definitely gotten into it but um i'm obviously really glad you know that we managed to form the partnership we did and and our creative kind of the you know the way we work together is just like it's really inspirational we've had some really big um creative eureka moments where we've both just been nice. so amazed <laughs> with some of the work that we're that we're producing um and yeah it's yeah it's a total um it's a it's a really great partnership for sure and how was how do you guys work together so like for example if we talk about the so how did the train animation come about with as part of that relationship how much sort of creative input does he have or do you give you a thesis yeah. and kind of run with it or? the train so the train animation is an interesting one that's kind of what really kicked everything off yeah. for for me um you know when we kind of did that train animation and we'd had we'd had thoughts to do it for a little while um our our first nft that we released was the hourglass um nft i don't know if you've seen that one that was so that was the one that we've that we worked on first um i think at the time that sold for something like two eth um and i i remember when it when it sold being like oh you know we were on the phone together like freaking (laughs) out like oh my god we we just sold something for two eth it was like we neither of us could believe it it was crazy um and then we thought right let's try and do something bigger and so we started working on the train animation um and this was prior to all the doodle stuff obviously i kind of knew that in the background he was working on this kind of collectible project but i didn't know i wasn't really involved in it at the kind of early developmental stages um and um we put this train animation out and it just it just blew up like me me and scott have like a running joke just between us because the the day that we put it out instagram like totally broke like an hour after we uploaded it <laughs> so we have this joke that we kind of broke the internet a little bit but it uh, you know knowing that it obviously didn't come from that but it's um it, it, it was just amazing to see the response that we got from that like you know we both had hundreds of thousands of views in in a few days on it um and a lot of people kind of kind of praising us for that so that was really great and then when we sold that i think it sold for something close to like 90th and you yeah, know wow. again at, at the time that was you know that was like twenty seven thousand dollars or something which t- you know uh, it was just totally like like baffling you know it still kind of is <laughs> yeah. um so that just really sparked i think a big kind of interest in our work and um an interest in you know yeah just some of the stuff we were doing and yeah like i say that that kind of led on to led on to doodles really how does that actually feel though because i'm not obviously an animator i'm not a creative the same way that you and jim would be so i can appreciate from a an outsider's point of view that that is mental but having spent 9 10 11 12 13 years 12 at the time or however it may be, working on your craft, thinking, okay, it'd be good for to be able to do this stuff for free two, three years before, and now yeah. we're at the point where you're working <laughs> on shit that's selling for nearly 30 grand. Yeah, I mean... It, How does that actually feel? <laughs> it's, it is, it's really hard to explain. Like, it's hard to articulate, actually, um, because, like you say, you know, this is stuff that I've just been doing totally as a hobby, Um for you know for almost my entire adult life um and like like you just mentioned you know it was for three years for three four years prior it was just like i was going into the studio working late you know every weekend i'd be there and to, you know i'd be there first thing in the morning i'd be there you know late at night and just just to produce stuff for instagram because i enjoyed you know putting stuff out there for people to see i enjoyed you know getting responses from it i enjoyed inspiring other people um and so this, you know, this 
the NFT stuff, it just ch totally changed the whole. Um, it ch totally changed the whole game. It just made it. It took it to that extra level where you know it was stuff that we would us would like you say is stuff that we would do totally for free. Um, and so it's a massive blessing, you know. It's it's like I say, it's really hard to articulate how how it kind of feels because it really is so rewarding. It's and, and seeing the fruits of your labor and something that you care so much about is is something totally special, you know. Um, I I kind of had a thought to myself yesterday that it, it almost feels like I haven't worked that hard in what I do because I enjoy it so much that it's it, you know it's just you know I know the hours I've put in, but it's so. Um, it's so enjoyable to me and it's such a hobby for me that it's yeah it's um it almost doesn't feel like I've worked that hard for it but you know obviously I, I have and yeah it's been really great how what would you say to sort of people in your sort of early position that are trying to make a name for themselves like as an animator um what was the best way for them to sort of grow not necessarily even into nfts but grow like a following uh, mm. putting their work out there in all honesty, like, you know, the, the, the thing that I try and advise people on, because I get this quite a lot, like, a, I get a lot of people message me um, on Instagram and, yeah. and kind of looking for advice on how they can kind of get to this this level. And I think the, the truth of it all really lies in the passion of it. Like, if you, you know, if you really want to, if you really enjoy it, it, it will come naturally to you. And I think yeah. just by working hard in in the sense of you know create stuff that you want to create and and keep doing it i think is is the trick like it's the same with scott scott's been drawing you know since he could hold a pencil you know and he can show you early drawings that he's created of you know like doodles characters essentially when he was like 10 years old so you know it's this it's this nature of you just have to love it and you just have to to continuously push yourself to do that thing and to you know hone that craft and yeah. I also think a really big tip that I like to say to people is um, you know land yourself a junior job because getting a junior job was has been in both the companies and both the studios I've worked for they've been the two driving forces that have really elevated my my animation game um, working around other creatives you know working with you know big creative directors and in teams of people is so important um, so that's definitely a big one for me I'm, I'm super curious to see where we go from here though in terms of the timeline so we've done we haven't you have <laughs> you've done the train animation you guys have been working together quite closely on and off for years and you know that something's bubbling in the background you know that there is a project somewhere in there how do we go from you doing these one-off pieces to you becoming the content creator the lead animator for doodles animation director so my bad so um basically it was it was it was like the week before launch um scott kind of came to me and he was like you know we need a tra we need a trailer basically i think they they potentially gone to speak to a studio but the studio were like you know we need like two months it's gonna cost xxx whatever um and scott was like you know no let's just give it to alf um and he kind of approached me on um he approached me midweek and I was super busy with studio work and he was like, Alf, can you, can you do this trailer? 
um, in a week, <laughs> and I kind of like <laughs> in a week. It, yeah, it was a it was a huge ask. Um, but you know, I saw the opportunity, and I and I'd seen a lot of the kind of pre stuff that Doodles had been uploading. There was so much hype around Doodles at this time, even from a really low level. Like there was, you know, I think there was. I mean, this was like sub 10k followers. It was like super super early on, but you could tell there was a, a real buzz around the project, and there were a lot of people that were super interested in it. So. Um, yeah, basically, I I worked non-stop from that moment. I had to go into my office, to my studio job and animate, you know, for them, nine until six every day, but then literally stayed in the office until one in the morning, two in the morning, came back in at six in the morning, did all did that until the weekend, and then just worked solidly right through until, until the end of the weekend to get it done. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm so happy that I did yeah. that and put those hours in, because... Yeah, when the trailer came out, it really felt like it was just so well received by everybody, and it was like people seemed to love it basically. So that was that was really really rewarding, obviously, um, after putting in those hours. Um, and then yeah, it was pretty it was pretty soon after that that the guys were like, you know, we totally love the trailer. Come come and be our director of animation. Um, and so yeah, it was a pretty early on thing that was decided, and after that, I, st I moved on to kind of you know creating profile the the profile picture animations and a bunch of other really cool stuff. So yeah, it um it all spawned from that that week of of hard labour. <laughs> it's it's funny for me as well because I literally go through this pretty much every week with Jimmy where he is animating <laughs> yeah. till like four a.m. and I'm <laughs> tucked up in bed yeah. having a kip or a cut of bevs or whatever it is, and then and I just turn fucking I used to do so much work on that, but. Again, I'm not saying, Jimmy, that you should be grateful, but as Alfie <laughs> said, he's very much enjoys his craft, and I think you yeah. do too. I think working 20 hours a day is the kind of life of an animator. Yeah, you've. that's one thing that you've like you've got to have. You've got to have yeah. a crazy amount of patience. It's, um, you know, when like pe when my friends come around or when people watch over my shoulder, they're like, oh, I don't know how you have, you know, that level of kind of... Yeah, just time and patience to be able to put into it because it is so, um, you know, the, the technology behind it, it's quite fiddly and you've got to just really be able to, like, focus your your yeah. full attention onto it. So, yeah. What's your favourite animation you've done for Doodles? Like, in you can count the train, I guess, but is there one that sticks in your mind maybe that people don't always focus on that you really secretly love? That's a difficult question. Um, it's hard, like... I think that the trailer, the the second trailer, so the trailer for Doodles 2, it was a massive one for me because even though actually I directed that and I wasn't um, part of the, the actual animation phase too much, um, it was it's always been a total kind of career goal of mine to direct, you know, a, a really high level animation like that. So, you know, to be able to do that at the age I am at, you know, I'm 26, so it's like... That's um, it was just a really, really proud moment for me to to kind of see that go from from start to finish and have the idea and storyboard it all and it was just seeing this beautiful idea kind of come to life was just yeah it was so exhilarating it was such a cool thing to work on um, but from from my perspective like the the things that I am the most proud of um, for content that I've put out for Doodles I think I, I think the Space Doodles project as a whole you know from a technical standpoint but also just like some of the animations in there and some of the some of the different types of um of spacecrafts that we've got are just so you know interesting i think the skateboard is up there with um 
with one of my favorites that I've done. How did that like creative process evolve? So obviously the first time you did like a kind of announcement trailer and then obviously through Space Doodles where you were having to animate based on like traits and things like that and then eventually into that massive, epic, absolutely amazing Doodles 2 trailer. How did that sort of working with Burnt Toast evolve through those three projects? Um, working with Scott, so myself and Scott, you know, we really are a partnership. It's like, that's the best way to describe it. We work totally hand in hand in everything that we do. Um, he has, you know, a lot of say over how animations look and we work con consistently back and forth via Discord just to, you know, on a daily basis, basically, to get everything done um, to the standard that we have it at. You know, our... our um, our kind of tastes and our kind of expectations for these animations have leveled up to such a high degree that we just everything has to be perfect um, and that kind of shows in the way that we work and you know the way that we kind of deal with this creative partnership together I think from the early stages you know myself just creating the the, the PFP animations through to, to Space Doodles. Space Doodles was much more of a collaborative uh, process we spent a lot of time down in Miami during the kind of ending of that, which really, really helps. I think um, the benefit of myself and Scott, you know, just sitting at a desk next to each yeah. other is is massively beneficial. Um, just just for the little things, you know, sometimes during the Space Studios pipeline, you know, it would take a week to get one thing kind of over the line just because of the nature of waiting for him to respond and then waiting for me to execute it and all this kind of stuff so having him sat right next to me just really helped you know the whole creative process massively um and then yeah leading up to the trailer it, it's kind of the same deal you know we we just everything that we work on is is really um done in partnership with each other and we really direct everything and and execute everything on a on a mutual level I've been a Doodles holder now from, I think, within a week of launch because it just was the right thing to do. Weirdly, it was just one of those projects banged. I missed Board Ape. I chose not to buy, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, but with Doodles, <laughs> it was like the right time. It was like, fuck, i got to be in here. And I've mm -hmm. really enjoyed the level of community support they've always had. So it's little things like they will always like all of our tweets and stuff like that, which is nice. And I think mm -hmm. that what must be kind of mad for you is that it does still have that weird close vibe but then at the same time Pharrell Williams is part of the project so like yeah. that level of spectrum is insane and I wonder how for you as someone who does very much affect whether or not there's a difference in 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 how positively stuff's received i.e mm -hmm. if you animated stuff terribly people will be a bit <laughs> like what's this all about yeah but ultimately <laughs> ultimately what you do doesn't directly affect the price of my asset right so what i'm mm -hmm. trying to get is i wonder for you how it feels to have all of these things going on you've got pharrell williams being announced you've got the huge vc the valuations all that kind of stuff has that affected how you feel you need to work or your processes at all um yeah like i think that it definitely it definitely has an effect i think it's it, all of this stuff has happened so quickly that it's it's you know it's almost hard to keep up with it all like it, it there is obviously so much interest in the nft landscape right now and there's so many people that that are you know keen to you know find out about it and i think that the work i do 
you know, because, like I say, because it just stems from a place of, like, uh, of enjoyment, and because I just, I love doing it so much, I don't think that my um, working attitude will ever change, however big we may get, but it is definitely kind of more daunting knowing that you have, you know, the eyes of all of these people, you know, watching over you, especially, like you say, Pharrell is now part of the team, essentially, and we've got kind of him to work with, and there is definitely a level of, um, of kind of more importance I guess that goes into it as as time goes on and as we kind of scale up but it's important you know that myself and Scott still continue working in the way that we do and and you know that hasn't really affected anything so yeah how has your friends and family reacted to it what's the kind of reaction you get and also the general being in web3 which a lot which everyone normally thinks is just a scam yeah so I mean I think my friends and my family are all totally, um, almost as bewildered as I am. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's it's such a crazy kind of landscape and it's such a crazy thing to have happened um, like it did so quickly. I think that, yeah. you know, that I don't think that we're ever going to see volume really like we saw in 2021 ever again. Um, and so I think that, like, it's it's being able to you know understand like where like where the market's at right now understand like where the the whole kind of web3 industry is um but look at it from a more creative side and be able to kind of you know i don't know just just take the negatives from it and not focus too much on them and try and just focus on what it is that we're trying to achieve because i think what doodles is trying to achieve is so different to what everybody else is trying to achieve you know i don't know too much about kind of smaller projects and whatnot but the way that i see it is you know doodles is really trying to branch out into entertainment toys merch you know um we're really trying to craft ourselves as as being a kind of entertainment brand at its very core like the next disney the next pokemon the next marvel you know and i think that if you understand web3 if you understand the like tech that goes into it i think you'll know that the next big disney and the next big pokemon could well be stemmed from a web3 company um and i think that we're well our ip is so well positioned to be able to achieve that um so like i say yeah it, it doesn't as long as as long as i keep focused and as long as like the team at doodles keeps focused which we do obviously on such a regular basis that we're we're so um we're so focused on in- achieving that goal and making sure that we're becoming that brand that we want um but again that's how i kind of uh, you know explain it to my to my friends and family and and let them know that you know it's not just because i think like you say the the nft industry confuses a lot of people and because there were so many scams in in 2021 i think there's just such a negative stigma around the whole thing um so if you can kind of explain it from more of the creative side it definitely helps to helps to sell that (laughs) absolutely how how important do you think animation is to to the to the doodle brand and how much is it going to be continue to be integrated into kind of everything sort of doodles has planned that's a good question um i think that so i mean scott's work you know it really is the the absolute driving force behind the doodles brand his his style his color palette you know it it's nothing like I've ever really seen before and it's and it's so simplistic and I remember like seeing like hate comments on the doodles page when it when it first launched and people were like I could draw these you know with my eyes closed and my left hand (laughs) and and you know when you work with 
hit with Scott so closely, you realize his his work is it's so refined and it's yeah. and it's funny because it it does look so simplistic in nature and the 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 curves that he uses and the the way that he illustrates is you know it is very simplistic in a way but i mean i can't even begin to explain to you how much of an expert level you have to be yeah. at to draw like that it's mm-hmm. so difficult um and so his his creative is really the 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 main driving force behind the doodles brand i think that i kind of add the cherry on top that's the way that i like to look at it i think you know it it, it, the animation really brings out the kind of joy in people when they get to see you know the doodles come to life and they get to see the doodles world in motion i think it's uh, it's a really exciting thing that does spread that joy that you know doodles is quite quite clearly wanting to spread um but with the yeah with the overall creative i think it's it's scott that really brings out um and i think going forward yeah i think i'd like to see animation you know kind of built into doodles the whole way through i you know i want to make sure that we're incorporating it there's lots going on behind the scenes that i can't obviously talk about but they're you know animation is definitely a big thing for us and we want to make sure that it it um you know continues on in the brand vision for a long time you uh you you obviously made us uh well i say mate very politely asked us to send you a content doc before we did a a talk because you're very worried about doing an alfie and giving us some alfie we're not gonna ask for for you to sort of say What's well, going it's, but... yeah, it's a bit of a running joke um, internally that I'm like known for uh, saying too much <laughs> when I shouldn't, <laughs> um, or tweeting things that I shouldn't. So I, um, I just wanted to make sure that I definitely kept my mouth uh, fully shut on any matters that I, that I should be talking about. <laughs> we'll have to send the episode to Evan for approval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But with ma- maximum vagueness, it has required. Is there anything that you're working on that you can give us any information? A tiny amount, anything. Just a pixel or two. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anything. Um, In all honesty, no. (laughs) I would would love to be able to, um, but there really isn't. I think everything we just, we everything takes such a long time to get from that kind of initial phase through to the point where me and Scott are truly happy with it like I say it's such a a meticulous process that really takes time to craft and I think like that's basically you know what a lot of a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stuff is at the moment is just we're really focusing on you know world building and making sure that all the content we put out is is top class Um, yeah there was um. This, this wasn't on the content plan at all, actually. This is just out of left field here. <laughs> so right. talking about the it's content right. plan. But obviously, Doodles got a little bit of stick, didn't they, recently about not kind of tweeting or kind of engaging a little bit on the socials. How, did you, did that make a difference in the team, like in terms of did, there was there some more thoughts on what the approach to the social media was going to be after that happened? Yeah, again, I sh- probably shouldn't like say too much about this <laughs> because um, it's not like really, it's not really my area that, to, to speak on but yeah we knew it was happening obviously you know it's like it was very we were aware um but 
at the same time, you know, we have reasons. There are, you know, there's. I know the guys went on the podcast with um with Juicy and Cat, and they they kind of explained stuff just after we um, announced the valuation, and there was kind of a big discussion in there about kind of why we went silent and um yeah and kind of how we're going to be moving forward. And obviously, ever since then, it's you know we've been we've been putting out content weekly, so yeah. we're we're really trying to up that that side of it I know um, but again I, I don't want to be um, I don't I want to be cautious I don't want to spread too much uh, false information <laughs> yeah no worries that was very diplomatic I like it he's, he's unfortunately <laughs> learnt just, just what bloody ages come on the podcast now he's actually PR trained in, in it was the, it was the, one, the one hard hitting question was the one I left off the content plan yeah. I stealthed yeah. it in there yeah 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 <laughs> what I, I'm really interested though from a kind of personal point of view Obviously, right now, super intertwined with Doodles and doing a fantastic job. But any any plans to ever do a solo piece or a solo collection or anything like that? Um, I've done a few solo pieces before, but they were kind of it was super early on. It was like not not anything that I'm like really too happy with. Um, at the moment, it's like I would I would want to put a lot more thought into doing you know a, a kind of solo piece if I was going to do one but to be honest you know it is my main focus to be very much available for doodles right now and, and that's kind of where yeah. my creative um you know my creative priorities lie and uh so no there's no I don't have any plans to do a collection or anything like that anytime soon um I'm yeah very kind of very into this whole doodles world and uh, trying to make sure that it receives the best possible attention that it can i like it i mean f- for me as i said it's, it's all good news when uh you come on and i can hear that you're very supportive of my main asset i love doodles i always have <laughs> it's been for, for me it was really wanting to find a project that i thought people would give a shit about for longer than five minutes um, <laughs> yeah I'm a collectibles dealer. I've been for a long time, and I've looked. Well, I looked for IP. That's that was always my entry into the NFT market was to find IP that I thought could be strong enough to at least present itself on on the as you said on that world stage of saying we are we could be massive. Have mm-hmm. you whilst you've been doing all your animation things like that? Did you get much into the NFT side of it, i.e., buying, selling, losing extortionate amounts of money? No, <laughs> not really. To be honest, um, myself and Scott we we're very similar in in regards to it being quite new to us um you know when it all kind of first got started and and so we i mean i i'm speaking for myself but i i never really got into the kind of selling and trading and you know it it worried me too much i've never really been like a gambling person i've kind of i've never really liked to um take hits and and it it kind of just worried me too much that i was going to that i was going to yeah. lose money um and so yeah i didn't i didn't really ever get into it to be honest the only things that i've collected outside of doodles were um invisible friends which i oh and i've got a dk piece as well but again those those two are things that link to the animation world um obviously motion marcus who is like one of my idols um he's a guy that i really really look up to in in animation and he obviously is the creator of invisible friends um so i had to have uh, one of those um but yeah other than that it's just uh, it's all doodles for me pretty much yeah it's so cool it's been awesome having you on um obviously i do um, motion graphics for the uh, for the podcast we're, we're, we're animated and to have someone that puts out work to your kind of quality and standard to be able to actually chat to you face to face in in the garage um, <laughs> about your craft has just been absolutely awesome so thanks so much for coming on it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me
Yeah, and obviously from my point of view, it's been amazing to actually have another of the major Doodles players on the pod. We want to kind of complete the quartet. Get them on. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to need that yeah. burnt toast link up ASAP, and then we'll complete <laughs> yeah. it at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Be cool. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Alfie, man. And uh, yes, obviously, we've been the Right Click Say podcast. I'm Calcio, joined by Jimmy T. As always, we do lots of lovely podcasts. You should listen to all of them. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back next week with someone else fantastic. Fantastic.